Embracing Mother Earth is the name of our show, and we'll be right back with Paula taking her up just a second. Celebrating their 20th year in radio broadcasting with views not heard in the news. The International Taz and Paula Show interviews experts from all walks of life, bridging research and personal life journeys, revealing new ways to unleash life with a passion of a heartbeat. And now, here's Taz and Paula. Well, we are sliding into life this new year with such an energy of excitement you no doubt can feel it too, and I can just imagine that as our listener, you are moving your head up and down at this very moment with me too. This year already feels like a powerful year, yeah? Ooh. Well, let me tell you, it feels like the earth is beaming with an energy that is up, yes. And today our guest, Dr. Tony Luisa Rivera, will literally lift our health to higher notches as she speaks to learning how to intuitively listen to ourselves within. Tony is a doctor of chiropractic, a certified Rubenfeld synergist master teacher who trained with uh, Lana Rubenfeld herself, founder of the Rubenfeld Synergy Method. And she is also an author and workshop facilitator. After graduating from the Life Chiropractic University in 85, Tony returned to Puerto Rico to open her first chiropractic office in the rural area of the island <laughs> where there were <clears throat> excuse me, where there were no alternative options for health care. Wow. This sounds, Paula, like it should be a movie. <laughs> you are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show. I'm Taz. And I'm Paula. Uh, Dr. Tony's enthusiasm for assisting her clients has led her in the direction in, in investigating further just what the vital role of their body, mind, spirit, and emotions play in expanding their inner wisdom for self-healing in an ongoing way. She also teaches other practitioners intuitive listening to personalize their work with clients. She has also discovered a passion for writing and is launching a new workshop series called the Intuitive Mastery. Dr. Tony, health is always our number one subject because without it, where would we be, right? Surely, <laughs> it's such a great pleasure to have <laughs> It's sure a great pleasure to have you with us. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for having me, both of you. It's such a pleasure. Now, what uh on your journey, what led you to be a chiropractor? Well, it was so interesting. I I started having an interest in helping others, and I didn't know um, how to do it. It's a kind of interesting story, what to do. And I was almost going to go to massage school and then uh, got invited on a sailing trip, you know, growing up in Puerto Rico. And um, I started a uh, – after going on that sailing trip, I started a food-buying co-op and I bought my food, the food for the co-op from um, Atlanta. And when I went up there and met some people, a series of events led me, led me to meeting some chiropractors. And I had never even heard the word. But mm-hmm. as soon as I talked to them, 
I knew, oh, that's it. And I was drawn. I guess it was my intuition. Yes. So, and it sounds like where you were living in Puerto Rico, they really needed a a doctor of chiropractic of that kind because there wasn't anything like that. There wasn't anything. When I first uh, became interested in going to chiropractic college, there were no chiropractors in Puerto Rico, and I um, oh, wow. there was one in St. Thomas and uh, uh, the, the uh, U.S. Virgin Islands, and he was uh, a person who went back and forth. And when I called to talk to him in St. Thomas, his machine said, I'll be back in November. <laughs> <laughs> so he was gone for the whole uh, summer part of the year. And... Um, there was no massage, no acupuncture, no chiropractic, nothing at all uh, where I was from. So I decided I needed to bring it back to the island. So as soon as I graduated, I moved back to the island. Well, wow. there's certainly a niche for it because you had no competition whatsoever. <laughs> it was something else. All I did was put the sign. By the time I graduated uh, chiropractic college, which is uh, almost four years. I went straight through. Some people take a break, but I went straight through, so I finished. And by the time I got my license, it had been four years. I put the sign, and by that time, some people had heard the word. And all I did was put the sign and open the door, and I start was flooded immediately. There was I had no need to advertise. Puerto Ricans are really good with word of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that sounds like overwork. Because if you were having people in the in, standing in line almost, uh, <laughs> exactly. Wow, you probably couldn't well, say no. <laughs> you are so right. That's exactly what happened to me. Because I uh, ended up within three months, I was seeing seventy people a day, um, and uh, three hundred wow. some a week, and uh, uh. it was. It was quite a fast learning curve, and that's what started fascinating me about, because chiropractic is wonderful in and of itself, And but what I started to notice was people, when something similar happened in their life, they would have the same problem in their spine. So let's say I they would come in with some problem, and I would fix it, in quotes, with my skills from chiropractic college and from my internship, and then, let's say two or three years later, the there was trouble at home again or trouble at the job, and the exact same problem would reoccur in their spine. And that's what started getting me looking. What is it about the emotions and the mind, the way of thinking, that is uh, creating a physical problem in the person? And so I started to explore and look, read books, and um, look for teachers, and I found uh, Alana Rubenfeld, and uh, that was started a whole new journey of looking into what is the body saying with how it feels or the way it's presenting a symptom, and um, it began. Well, that was very really observant. That was really observant of you to put the two together. You know, when somebody came back with the same same ailment and you found out something that same thing was happening in their life, because a lot of doctors are so busy they don't observe things like that Mm, true i guess i i was meant to to go on this journey because it just became apparent um i am very good with the you know there are times that uh, we need others you know people uh i need to go to someone or people need to come to me for a specific care 
and we taking an active role and an interest ourselves into understanding what's happening in our body and what it's the messages that are trying to be delivered we can take an active part in our health care and uh, many times resolve smaller things by ourselves yeah. well so where do you, you have to go to learn the um the uh, method, the uh, oh, I was Rubenfeld Rubenfeld yeah. synergy method, yeah. Right. Well, to become a practitioner, there is a training uh, at Rubenfeld uh, synergy uh, training, and the website is RubenfeldTouch.com, and there's there's different trainings all over the United States, and there's different levels of the training. So that's a very uh, worthwhile pursuit to add to one's uh, repertoire and uh, what I do with people also here in Santa Fe is to assist them to look at their practice in a way that they can help people become more aware and uh, become more of a vital part of their own health care instead of me telling you what's wrong with you let's talk to your body and let me help you uh, ascertain what your body's trying to tell to you. Because each of us, you know, uh, I was just speaking to someone the other day, sometimes when people are receiving treatment uh, of any kind, they might see colors, for example. Well, there are charts that show that red means this and orange means this, but to each individual in our own experience, those colors might mean something unique to the person. So it's really important for the client to become aware and to go inside and um, decide what it means for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Insane. Sometimes uh, when I've had acupuncture, mm-hmm. um, I become angry afterwards. So I guess that must be releasing some anger. It's true. You know, the body holds in its tissues everything we've ever experienced. And sometimes, for instance, in acupuncture or other kinds of body work, an area that was holding a certain emotion might be stimulated, and then you, ex- you re-experience um, the emotion. And sometimes you will know, the person will know, uh what it's related to, you know, like have a memory or or think of a person or a situation in the present life or the past. And sometimes there's no apparent reason. Like maybe someone will cry and say, I don't know why I'm crying or be angry and I don't know why I'm angry, but it's just that it's stored in the body, it's being released. And so by your experiencing it, you're actually releasing it. You know, our bodies. Really, really interesting. I know the other day I was really surprised. I was, um, it was in the uh, evening as I was going to bed, and you know you could feel some of the tension, and and all of a sudden I got a picture in my mind of like a huge, huge um, sun that I could see really close. So it was a pretty huge sun, and um, and the colors that my body really wanted to bring in was a yellow, white, and kind of a peachy, peachy orange color. And as soon as I brought that into my vision, it was like my whole body relaxed. It was really, I went, wow, I'm going to suck this up. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that's a very intuitive experience. You know, we're all intuitive. Uh, sometimes people don't think they are, but uh, that is an intuitive experience where, and then you brought in intuitively bringing in those colors into you, and it was as if your body let you know what you needed and you followed without, you know, verbal direction, and your whole body relaxed receiving what it needed. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it was so, pretty amazing. Go ahead, Paula. I was going to, through the, your experience as uh, being trained, um, when did the feeling that you needed to write a book came about? Oh, that's an interesting question because I, I'm quite a storyteller, and uh, over the years people have always said that you should write a book. You know, you've experienced so many things in your life. You should write a book. You should write a book. Or perhaps through my experience um, ha- seeing so many people um, in such a short period of time, I have a lot of experiences there to share. And so it, what it accumulated about a year ago. I um, I just knew intuitively it came to me, and there were a couple of signs externally that now is the time, Tony. You need to tell your story. You're ready, you know. And um, I wasn't expecting to share all of my early life, but that's what came out first because those roots, you know, of um, that, and hence the title, moving from the subtitle. So the book is entitled The Propelled Heart, Moving from Injury to Insight. And the injury of my early life, uh, which, you know, is uh, tragic, and I suffered uh, childhood sexual abuse, which I actually ended around four or five years old, and I forgot about it. And my family just went on and um, had a pretty good life. And the experiences of that time really were embedded in my psyche. And when I started to write the book and all that came to the surface, I had had the memory and it had done a lot of work around it and uh, psychotherapy and everything. But then I started to realize how those injuries really let me become more and more sensitive to others and more empathetic and more able, intuitive really. And I had turned that injury and those that hypersensitivity that was developed at that time into a gift that I could bring to the world. And I want to encourage people to really look at what's happened to them, and hopefully, you know, not everyone has had such an experience, but whatever it is, to allow yourself to go in, heal it, and then bring the gifts of it forward into the world and, and share with others. You know, before we went on the show, we talked about people sometimes have all these um, built-up energies, and it's hard for them to maybe connect with it. It's hard for them maybe to express or have tears or go into that mode because of how they were uh, raised. And so um, how does one really get into maybe listening to these body whispers so that they don't pile up and become really tortured, literally. Mm, so true. And it it is a one, one needs to be gentle with oneself, I would say. So, for example, 
one of the things to look at is uh, because we were talking before the program, as you saying about how a lot of times we're trained or it's in our family heritage to uh, swallow the emotions, buck up, you know, get over it, you know, you're okay, stop being emotional. And we need to find a time where those feelings can actually be expressed. And perhaps at first it might be by oneself, but if it becomes overwhelming, it's very important to uh, seek the uh, the help of a professional. And uh, Rubenfeld Synergy is an is an interesting way to approach any kind of repressed emotions or feelings or energies, like you're saying, that have been built up because the Rubenfeld Synergist encourages you to listen and um, work with or be with and allow it to be expressed so that it's over. Because a lot of times when we've repressed emotion for a long time or suppressed energies, they keep bubbling to the surface and they want to burst through and they, they want to have a life. And the more we push it down, the bigger it seems. And once we listen... Uh, and allow them to be expressed, they're actually uh, very, um, you know, um, you can live with them and actually they make life more interesting. (laughs) I remember even myself, um, when I first started having Rubenfeld Synergy sessions in the training, I realized that whenever tears would come up, there would be a clamp on my neck and my throat, and I could not cry because I had taught myself, don't show emotion, don't show your hurt. And don't cry. Don't make that noise. And I thought if I let that floodgate open, I would never stop crying. And many, I've seen that in many clients. They think if they ever cry, they'll never stop crying. And then slowly, softly allowing some tears to emerge, it's so beautiful because there'll be a period of crying and then it does stop and you feel so relieved. It's utterly amazing. Well, I remember as a child, I, I was always told, stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mom had that one, too. <laughs> yeah, so did my mom. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll give you something so. to cry about. And, I mean, what a message, really, uh, to give. I mean, what a threat, you know. Um, and really, many times, you know, sometimes people also judge about, um, well, that wasn't so bad. You should have seen what happened to me. You're crying about that? And, you know, that's kind of where that comes from, right? I'll give you something to cry about. You think you're having a hard time? Um, but really it is in that soft and, and listening. And sometimes I know for myself was part of my healing was, uh, and still is, <laughs> allowing myself to be the, the mother to myself, my little inner child, uh, when I have those soft times come up that I need to cry rather than giving myself that kind of message, you know? You know, it's interesting, if you think about it, um, is that, you know, sometimes as a child we maybe didn't cry, maybe we just whined, you know, and I think the parents became kind of uptight with that one. But I think what happens is even that whine is just uh, an expression of whatever pain or discouragement or whatever the child is having, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe maybe helping them to express it more fully or something and, you know, say so that maybe, 
maybe it makes you feel better. Maybe you need to do it, you know, or... Exactly. Um, uh, sometimes in in private sessions that will happen, like the person will say, um, I might ask them, well, what's what do you feel in this place that I'm touching or what do you feel in that area? And they'll say, well, there's no words. It's a sound. And I'll encourage them to make the sound. And many times there's a groan or a whine or a moan even. And I encourage them to make just make the sound that you're hearing inside from that place. Allow it that body to express its whatever its angst it you know that's happening inside and there's such relief and healing can really occur then sometimes in areas where they've received treatment after treatment after treatment externally when they go inside and allow those the the sounds and the feelings to really emerge then the place can heal because what it's been holding has been expressed the message has been Delivered. So we you know, before the call, we were also talking about uh, things being released, like anger or uh, emotion of crying. We don't need to act, really. Do we need to know where that originated to be able to re- many, release it? Many times we don't. Uh, we don't need to know exactly where something comes from, and you know the body. That's why the body is such a wise guide that um, if you need to remember something, it will come to you. You don't need to search and dig and figure out and, you know, uh, explore and go into your history and everything. If you need to have a memory to heal, your body will allow it to emerge when you're ready to know it. Oh, that's good. It's very good. And, um, you know, many times when I'm working with pe- with survivors of uh, childhood sexual abuse, they, they want to know all the details. Is you don't need to know everything. You know, whatever comes to you from your body is what you need to know. And you don't need to know the other stuff. You don't need to know every detail. Why relive it? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, sometimes it comes out gradually. I mean, you, you might get pieces at a time. People have shared that with me. Yes. Yes, and that's how it happened for me. I, as I started to get little pieces here and there, and um, over a long period of time, actually years, you know, um, till things kind of became clear, and um, you know, the body began to reveal enough to where I finally understood um, what had happened and and uh, how it evolved in me and. Then I went once I knew, and I haven't had any new memories anymore. You know, it was over years that little pieces came, and once I got it, I got it. You know, and so you don't need to know every detail and everything. Did your memory start from um, the healing of the body? Is is that where it started, or just yeah? Well, I I had been worked on physically of course in chiropractic college but it was really when i got into the rubenfeld synergy training and of course one of the requirements is that you receive the the treatment so you can see you know uh, alana hated to call it treatment she uh, that's why it's called rubenfeld synergy method which is actually a um, alana was an amazing uh, or is an amazing person but at that time so young she saw the value in combining uh the body with uh, talk and touch, so touching the body and talking, and that the the body actually, the way it feels 
is talking, is a message. And the, so the way it feels to the practitioner and the way it feels to the person. And um, sometimes what people say isn't congruent with what the body's saying. So let's say somebody is, comes and uh, they've been divorced and they say, uh, oh, I'm really happy that I'm divorced. I'm glad to be rid of him. And then I touch their body and they feel hard as a rock. The body, you know, right? The body has a, mm-hmm. is not happy. <laughs> and so then asking the person, well, what does your back feel like here? And then they might go, well, it does feel hard. Huh, and if it could talk, what is it saying? I'm angry. Oh, okay. And what are you angry about? And see, then once they really express what the truth is, then the back can relax and there is a road to happiness. Yeah, that's pretty incredible if you think about it. Yeah, you know the title of your book, "The Propelled Heart." How? What does that mean? What is the propelled heart? Oh, thank you for asking. I, <laughs> the propelled heart is a. It refers to a stage in a person's life when they become curious about what life is trying to teach them, and they want to understand what is happening that to make more sense out of life instead of just, you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner and work and, you know, going on and on. What is happening in life and what am I learning? So therefore the heart becomes propelled to grow and uh grow spiritually and grow in its own um health and happiness. So by listening though to our recurring circumstances in our life and our recurring emotions and the way our body feels, the things that we experience, the way that we live our life. What is it teaching us and what can we learn to evolve to greater choice and moving towards what we would like? So the title of the book, The Propelled Heart, Moving from Injury to Insight. So that, you know, literally what you're saying is intuitively listening for your body and what it's speaking to you in whatever area is having all of this um, maybe pain or or anything else that you are feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Can in your book, be- you have you have exercises for people to listen to their body. Is that true? Yes, and that's the first part of the book. The book is uh, memoir, and then the second part of the book is really uh, looking at different topics that people can um, get insights into their own body and into their own life. So there's exercises after each chapter that helps the person to listen, and beginning with breath and listening to physical. Most of us have had the experience of the body feeling in a way we might not like, or having some kind of sensation, and uh, the that first uh, the second exercise about the physical helps the person tune in and really listen to what the body's trying to say, and uh, then we follow with the emotions and uh, life circumstances and uh, recurring situations. So after each chapter, there's an exercise so people can explore um, their own life and and allow their heart to become propelled. <laughs> When I was reading, go ahead. I was reading a review, and somebody said that your book was uh, their bedside book. They would do an exercise every night before they went to sleep. And I thought, oh, how perfect is that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you know, it's um, 
it's a good time, isn't it, when everything's quiet and you, all your duties are done for the day and you can really just uh, have that privacy and relaxation to go into yourself. And also um, on my website at TonyLuisaRivera.com, I have MP3 um, audio downloads of me leading you through the exercises so you don't have to try to read and do it. You can listen to oh, my nice. voice. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's it's a good time to give ourselves some time during the day for for our own relationship with ourselves. Well, not many people take that time out. <laughs> yeah, it's I, growing, but it is rare. <laughs> but that yeah. that seems to be the theme of uh, our interviews lately: is going within. That's really important for us to be doing that right now. I think so, and developing that relationship with self because, you know, the body does heal itself and uh, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually, physically, we are born to heal and that life force is within us and any outer treatments that we do is just stimulating that inner that inner um, wisdom that knows how to heal. And the more time we spend going inside and really getting truly listening and getting to know ourselves, not someone else's opinion of us, but ourselves, our inner truth, there's where the healing can really emerge from and that intuition can grow. Tony, when you did the, um, when you began your practice, um, wow, 70 people a day, I can't even imagine 70 people a day. Um, but when you began that, and then the process of when, as the years passed, what what emer- I I know you've written a book, but it's like what process when you when you see this many people and you see these aspects, what is the biggest um, aha that you had as you began to see these clients um, come in and a, a, pa- a maybe a pattern that you didn't anticipate coming up with all of this, and all of a sudden you you realize it would go in this direction. And um, was there something that you really? I mean, this is almost like a research lab that that you had going for you. It was. <laughs> it was amazing because um, I. I was very diligent in school because I, knowing I would return to Puerto Rico and be on my own, I knew I needed to really know what I was doing. I needed to be very competent. And then it seemed as if God was teaching me also because I would have a month of majority of the cases would be knees. All ages, all mm-hmm. sports. The next thing would be shoulders. All ages, all sports. The next thing would be disc injury. The next thing would be ankle, wrist. It was amazing. I would even go to the front to my secretary and say, oh, you know, are you, where are you getting these people? It's the same thing, you know. <laughs> how, <laughs> how is this happening? And, um, but then that overall theme, so I got really very good with the structural aspects. So I'm, I really understand the anatomy and how things work and what's injured and that physical, uh, the physiology anatomy knowledge from school and from that practice, when I started to develop my intuition, 
it allowed me to go to a depth uh, with my treating, you know, and really what I do now is I listen so well and the body shows what needs to happen and it's a dance back and forth. So the healing always, as I was just mentioning, comes from within. So really what I want to do is encourage that body to heal itself so that that healing can be integrated. And I think um, the uh, the biggest, my drive has always been to help people help themselves. And when I saw the mental, emotional aspect and then, of course, the spiritual, because those with a strong spiritual life seem to be able to go inside and uh, uh, reap the benefit of whatever is there, I would say. And so I think that pattern, many times people start on the physical uh, with some kind of pain gets their attention. Okay, I can't ignore my body anymore. I'm hurting so bad. Um, And then that starts to have them go in and maybe even realize, gee, often my anger gets triggered or often my sadness gets triggered. And so there's a deeper from the physical to the emotional. And then let's see, oh, I have these ways of thinking that are causing me to have these emotions, which then cause me to have the physical pain. And there's so there's a, a depth, I feel, that um, I have seen Many in school, they teach us to address the physical and chiropractic college. And then what we need all as humans to do is to go to the next level. Where is this coming from? What's happening? How am I creating this? What am I doing with myself? And seeing the body as that um, that guide, really, to follow in, deeper, in, in, in. And uh, knowing ourselves and that we are... Uh, part of a bigger cosmos and uh, and a bigger aspect of life and and chiropractic we call it universal intelligence and um, you know God or uh, Creator Spirit however you want to call that Divine Mother and when now, we get closer to that as a practitioner do you sometimes see what the emotion is that has been stuck before the person actually says it. Or do you hear it, or do you, like a split second or a minute or two before they they release it, do you get a hit on it? Uh, it I have um, with, now I've been in practice 30 years, can you believe it? And um, I do get a knowing, and uh, I personally, my intuition comes, I get a feeling in my chest area, and I get a knowing. So I actually get words come to me. Sometimes I'll say words to the person. They'll say, that's just what I was thinking. Or, uh, And it's very intuitive um, that it comes from another place inside of me that is connecting with that person. And uh, that's why in my workshops I think it's so important for each of us to learn our own intuitive language because our body is talking to us all the time and um, it's hearing everything we're thinking. And when we start to pay attention, we start to see, um, for instance, like I'm saying, I get words and I have the feeling in my chest. Somebody else, it might be their gut. Um, Somebody else, it might be all emotional feeling. Uh, Somebody else, it might be visual. 
not only colors, but they might see images that are informing them, and that's the way their intuition uh, talks to them. Tony, when you work with people, um, if they have a particular aspect um, that they're dealing with and you've seen this other aspect in another individual, if you place your hand in a certain area, does that release it? Can you, have you seen that that process, for instance, an area will release such and such and this will re- release such and such? That's a really interesting question. <laughs> you know, um, the I try to te- each person is so unique that um, we don't necessarily store the same type of emotion. If I'm understanding your question, like the same type of emotion in the same area. Yeah. Um, and so there is some similarity in that you know the heart area is usually more in emotional or you know. Uh, feelings, but um, it's not exactly the same for everybody. So, and then in my touch, when I use touch, I do match my touch to that person. I can, uh, it, as I touch, the body's, the person's response to my touch guides me into how much pressure or where to put my hand or how it should be, how long it should be there. The body's giving me feedback when to move, you know, that kind of thing. But um, it's very individual, the the nuances, the detail. Uh, it's very interesting. I so is your work evolving? Is your work evolving constantly? It sounds like it is. It always is because the more and more experiences I have, the more and more then I'm bringing um, with each uh, person and um, the things that happen. Um, between us through the touch and then that intuition growing and um, the insights. You know, uh, now what's happening more with me is uh, more insight into the the organs and uh, the different layers and being able to contact those places that are holding the the problem. Whereas before it seems I was more on the outside, now I'm able to go in. You know, sometimes when you're laying on the table and an individual or the doctor touches one area, um, it's like one area is released and then you get pain in another area that's directly afterward. It kind of chases throughout the body. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think that's interesting because you, you can realize that the body's hooked up and, and it's almost like it's unraveling. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what I've been uh, finding in the last couple of years, it's really interesting with people that let's say something that happened, let's say a physical injury, for example. Um, uh, I have a person that uh, this was from years ago, but it was so amazing that um, she came for one problem, but I found her ankle was the problem. And then I started working on her ankle saying, boy, it seems like this was really pulled or jerked, and, you know, more than just sprained. Oh, yes, I fell off a horse. And once the ankle opened, it went up her leg and through her hip and through her spine and out her neck, which was the neck was the original problem. And it, she was injured. All that was injured originally in that one accident. And it was, so it was all connected because it happened at the same time but it went throughout her body. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. 
Well, what, and I think what happens to our body, too, is one prominent pain takes over and we don't feel the other pains. So when that one pain is released, then all of a sudden we feel other pains. This is so true. Also, it's another phenomenon, right? I, thank God we don't feel everything all at once, you know? Our, our and, brain protects uh, us. <laughs> and and the body's protecting us, you know? Uh, yeah, I've seen that, too, where... You know, people will say, "Well, I've never felt that pain before," but it's almost like the body says, "Well, if you're gonna, if that's gonna get fixed, well, then let's work with this too." <laughs> it's amazing, but the body really does have a, a reference, uh, a wisdom inside that allows us a personal reference to our life. You know, instead of just going to somebody and saying, "Well, what do you think's wrong with me?" and then they give all their, you know, diagnosis and everything, but uh, what gets missed is uh, what message the body's trying to to impart or some wisdom about your life, a point of view of your present life uh, gets missed if we just remove the symptom. And sometimes then the symptoms will move to another area because its message didn't get received. You know, it got stamped out over here and the fire comes up somewhere else. <laughs> Well, lucky for us, our body keeps talking to us. <laughs> yeah, it's constant. <laughs> and our body, you know, can tell us uh, if we learn to listen to the way it talks to us, we can get advice on, you know, diet and shoes and bed and pillow and relationship and everything. I know. I was going to ask you that question. Can we listen to our body and what we should be eating at the time? Because maybe something we we um, our body actually is craving, or we can listen to our body because we need that particular uh, vitamin or nutrition. Do you teach yes. people how to listen that way? Yes, that's a that's a big part of one of the applications of learning to use your intuition and listen inside is uh, applying it to that everyday. Uh, everyday life, you know, and sometimes we crave things that we really should avoid, right? Um, uh-huh. Sugar and things like that. And really in listening to the body, like let's say somebody says, oh, I really, you know, I need a piece of cake. I'm really upset. I have to have some cake. And But when they eat the cake, if they listen, they feel, oh, my gosh, my stomach, I feel like a rock in there and everything. That's the body saying, the the mind wanted the cake. The body did not want the cake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the body wanted to be, I mean, the mind wanted to be treated. I mean, have a treat. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times, just like we were talking about um, learning not to cry and things like that, I know in, in my house, you know, my mom was an excellent cook, and, oh, she made her own candies and pies and cakes, and, you know, it was like, oh, you know, you're, something happened at school. Let me make you an ice cream sundae, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so we learned to associate being comforted with eating things that aren't necessarily good, you know, and it becomes a a, a cycle that's destructive, really. You know, We but, need some kind of string to be able to remember that, though, in the next session. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's getting into that body when you're when you feel a little bit's okay. I mean, you know, and occasionally, but not you know a pint of Hagen Dazs every night. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. And that's when we need to go into that emotion and learn what is happening that I'm feeling this way. What is that? And uh, how can I give myself what I need to heal that emotion? Uh, you know, it's not ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> and we should listen to the body for exercise, too, I would think. Oh, it's such a great uh, teacher for in the exercise arena because... Uh, again, I see people so often we're used, we're taught to have an outside reference. So some program said, you know, I should be able to jump like this and, you know, lift this weight and all that. But if our body itself will tell us how much, how often, uh, when it needs to change, and all through sensation and um, how it's responding to what you're doing. You know, and you can find what you love to do so that you enjoy the exercise instead of, um, you know, doing something that somebody else told you how to do and you you don't like it. (laughs) Now, do you give workshops to practitioners and teach them uh, beyond where, where they have gone originally? I do. I have uh, two tracks, and um, one is more for the person who's just interested to work with themselves, and the other is uh, practitioners who do work with other people and have have a practice, and uh, allowing them to use their intuition to understand what their what their body's telling them about that other person, you know, and how they can go deeper, how to how to listen with their hands and their heart to that individual person and, and make tailor their their um, treatment, if you will, to that individual specifically. And that's very much, um, even though I, I have my way of working, I very much am very specific to that person. And um, everyone could do that no matter what their field is. And so that's do what many, I teach. Do many family counselors use this method? It, it is very the Rubenfeld synergy is very popular uh, with uh, different uh, psychologists, psychotherapists, art therapists, dance, you know, um, even people uh, equine therapy. I've um, uh, worked with a lot of people who who did all different kinds of therapy because the Rubenfeld synergy is really about listen, learning to listen to what is the body is telling the practitioner but helping the client, the patient, become aware of themselves so that they learn the tools about themselves um, and empower themselves to be active in their own healing every day. Tony, Tony, you have a workshop series. Can you talk about that? Yes. I have uh, developed a workshop series, uh, Intuition Mastery, and so the in the beginning we focus on everyone, no matter whether they want to work with others or not, is learning about yourself. So in that, uh, the first day is all about learning your personal intuitive signature, I call it, where you really learn your own unique uh, voice and then many exercises to uh, ground that in the person so you really get to know yourself and then moving into a way of uh, scanning I call it so you can gather information uh, about yourself or um, let's say vitamins you need to take or the food you need to eat or direction to go those kind of things so we learn all kind of applications and then uh, how to listen 
also listening through touch, uh, through your heart, through your sensations in your body. So that's the first. And then after that level, we go two ways. Uh, the um, people wanting to work more with themselves and understand themselves more, we go on a course of looking at uh, different ways to gather information about their own life and how they might apply it. And then with the practitioner, we go into how to they can um, develop their own, depending on what they do, develop their own way of applying uh, intuition in their practice with their clients. Well, it sounds like it's, it's helpful for everyone. Yes. I mean, how, what better thing than to have that power in your own hands of knowing inside yourself, even with very serious illness, uh, you'll see that the most effective uh, treatment is when the client is 100% on board with the choice of the treatment and understands and knows how, how it's going to affect them. So it's uh, it's our greatest tool is to know ourselves and to have an active part in the decision-making and the choices we make. Oh, so all the information that's... about my workshops and everything is on my website, that TonyLuisaRivera.com. Okay, so it's Tony, T-O-N-I, and then Luisa, L-U-I-S-A, and your last name, Rivera, R-I-V-E-R-A.com. That's it. You got it. So, so and you Tony have another, Luisa, Rivera.com. Uh, and you have another and website, too. It's t- uh, Talk, I mean, uh, is it Touch? Teach, yeah, TeachTouchTalk.com. And that was before I wrote the book when I used to do uh, just the workshops, just the teaching. Um, I had the, and so soon they will merge, or I, I haven't decided yet, but I'm trying to switch everything over to the TonyLuisaRivera.com. <laughs> okay, that teach, that's your main the one. Teach, yeah, the Teach Touch Talk, it was such a mouthful. People couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do you, you know, miss, uh, do you miss uh, Puerto Rico? I do. You know, uh, <laughs> Puerto Rico is such a beautiful, wonderful place. And uh, But I don't know. I came to Santa Fe, and I've been here 20 years now, and I love Santa Fe. And I love to go vid- visit Puerto Rico, but Santa Fe is my home now. Oh, well, that's a beautiful place also. Yes. We just miss the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so do you yeah. Teach your, do you teach your classes in Santa Fe, your workshops? Yes. Yes, right okay. now I'm I'm based in Santa Fe, and I've looked and been invited to a few other um, locales, Santa Cruz, California, and oh. Vancouver, but I'm still not ready to branch out there yet. Maybe maybe this year. It's a whole new well, year. Well, if you come to Santa Cruz, let, be sure to let us know because our listening audience is uh, Santa Cruz people. Oh, excellent. I will definitely do that. That would be fun to meet you all in person, too. Yeah, absolutely. We'd enjoy that. I wanted to just, um, you know, my eyes hooked on something at this uh, just now, and it talks about intuitive sensory enhancement. And it says, employing information obtained to understand. Divide the word understand. Uh And I went, Understand. That's interesting because you're really going under <laughs> to learn how to stand. Uh, oh, that's it, so good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you're 
you know, you're really going under the aspects and bringing out, you know, the the ways for you to have insights into yourself, so you can stand and and, and feel good. And um, so I, you know, literally taking steps for greater success in your life. And we are so lucky that we have people um, such as yourself just really delving into this aspect of knowing how to support people. Our our life situation for everyone at, at this point is such in a rush that to having being able to employ specific techniques like what you're bringing forward. And not only that, but you've placed a lot of it in a book. That is so brilliant. Oh, I know. That's it's such, such a good tool for people to have is your book. Oh, thank you. I had hoped that, you know, and in uh, branching out into the world, teaching intuition, it's, it's been interesting because many people mention that, for instance, you need to get to know yourself, but how? And that's why in the book I put so many um, exercises that people can do with themselves because there's the how. We need to, to share how to do that. It's nice to talk about it, but how do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder yeah. if you do the exercises just before bed if it makes you dream more. <laughs> Uh, that's a. I should start taking a survey, <laughs> you know, because it might open something inside that it's almost an invitation to for those inner parts to reveal themselves, you know, to come yeah. through the dream or right. Yeah, now you have you have a place on the on the website that has newsletters sign up, and um, do you have that? And you give out specific information further. Um, uh, maybe with stories so people can connect on a different level? Yes. The the newsletter, I, I uh, include usually something for the phys- physical, the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. So, And with the newsletter sign-up, that's how you get the MP3 downloads. And, oh, okay. Right. And um, I also, it, I'm having a special launch next week on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday next week, the 12th and 13th of January, that anyone who buys the book is also uh, given a free admission to um, having a um, a online two-hour workshop in uh, February 18th, and it's called Discover Your Heart's Message. And uh, it's usually $40, but I am with the purchase of the book next week on, on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday will be a free admission to the online webinar. You'll automatically be uh, connected with the link and everything. Oh, perfect. That's such a gift. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we had... Thank you for bringing forward and all of this. It it is really great to have an enhanceability that just you can begin to know where to go and... It, it's quite a beautiful technique that you have brought forth for our listeners and uh, making a better new year for themselves. Mm. Yeah. New, a new way of listening to ourselves in the new year. 
<laughs> exactly, and yeah. and making that uh, commitment for that relationship with self, right? Where that's where everything begins in our life is us, and then yes. out into our world. Okay, let me good, give we can the website world out good. one more time, Paula. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, and it's TonyLuisaRivera.com, and that's T-O-N-I, and then Luisa L-U-I-S-A. Rivera, R-I-V-E-R-A dot com. Luis, thank well, you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for being with us. Yeah. Thank and you go play so in the much snow. for having me. I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> Have fun with your snow. <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you. Thank Best you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. The new Carl's Jr. Steakhouse Thick Burger. It's not for everyone. It's not for you if you've never snuck A1 sauce into a steakhouse. It's not for you if you think blue cheese is cheese that's kind of sad. And if you don't think crispy onion strings are a proper vegetable, it's not for you. But if you like great steakhouse flavors on 100% black Angus beef, it's for you. The Steakhouse Thick Burger at Carl's Jr. For a limited time, participating restaurants. A1 is a registered trademark of Kraft Foods.